This is a Diet of Brussels. Is there an obligation to mutual defence when one is a member of the uh, European Union? Short answer is uh, there's a form of uh, mutual defence and mutual protection uh, as we are seeing uh, invoked for the first time uh, today with uh, the French request for support in the wake of the uh, attacks in Paris uh, last Friday. In essence, what the uh, treaties allow for is for um, a situation to arise where a member state is under threat of uh, armed aggression uh, and it can then uh, ask uh, for the assistance uh, of uh, other member states, all other member states, uh, to provide uh, assistance by uh, all means uh, available. And that uh, includes uh, military assistance uh, where appropriate. Now, uh, there's something in this that's quite similar to the uh, commitment uh, under the NATO treaty uh, for mutual defence. So an attack on one is an attack on all uh, in, the, in the classic kind of formulation uh, that we find in the NATO treaty. Uh, the EU's mutual defence uh, system is... Uh, similar, but is is somewhat broader. Um, it, the, the use of the phrase "all means" uh, suggests that it's not merely about military capacity. And certainly, if we look at the French uh, request that's been made uh, today, it's asking firstly for some bilateral support uh, in its operations against uh, uh, IS in uh, Iraq and Syria. And secondly, it's asking for uh, support uh, in military uh, uh, operations in other areas where France is active. It has a number of uh, military operations uh, in train, uh, most notably in Africa. Now, uh, the form of that uh, support is going to vary from country to country. The EU uh, has several neutral member states uh, who are not going to be providing uh, direct military support uh, and uh, there's uh, a degree of latitude in what takes place but in essence this is really uh, uh, an effort to provide for more solidarity between member states uh, in the face of uh, what are seen as uh, common threats now this is a relatively new provision uh, and that's one of the reasons why this is the first time that it's been invoked. It only came through with the uh, Lisbon Treaty uh, about uh, six years ago. But again, uh, the French case, I think, really highlights uh, the difficulties of providing for appropriate uh, language uh, and treaty provisions in these kind of situations, just as uh, the Article 5 provision of NATO which had been designed for a Soviet attack of Western Europe during the Cold War, actually ends up being invoked in the wake of the uh, uh, 9-11 attacks on the US. Uh, we're not talking about conventional uh, warfare here. This is uh, uh, a diffuse uh, enemy uh, and uh, aggressor who uh, is not going to necessarily respond to conventional military action. And uh, it, it then becomes a question of quite what is the best way in which the French uh, 
can uh, make use of the help of other countries. Uh, probably the simplest thing is that uh, other member states might help, particularly in the other areas of activity, so that the French can put more of their resource into their operations uh, in Iraq and Syria. But as we've seen, uh, both uh, narrowly uh, in relation to IS and more generally in the post-9-11 world, military action can only ever be part of the uh, response and the address. Now, what does this mean for the UK? Uh, at the moment, that is uh, very unclear. The French have only made their request now. Uh, all the other member states have uh, uh, agreed to uh, approve this and to accept it. And so now the discussions will start about what the particular uh, profile of support might be. But logically, the UK, as the other large military power in the EU, is likely to be ending up providing some kind of military assistance. 